This is your announcer, Shannon St. Mainframe, welcoming you to our IPA livecast. The show is late this week because Robert was away at a bachelor party. You'll be surprised to learn Rob wasn't one of the partiers. But not as surprised as the bachelor was when Rob popped out of that cake. Sexy. Our IPA livecast starts. Now. That's right, I'd like to announce my new business. I, I now have a engagement cake business, Cake Injection. Engagement wow. cake? Is that what it's called? Yeah, like when you get engaged and you want a cake for someone to pop out of. But you were at a bachelor party. He's been engaged for a while. You get great engagement. I'd also like to point out a subtle thing from that uh, announcement that the lovely Miss Mainframe made, Saint Mainframe. Uh, a lady said you were sexy, Rob. Mm-hmm. She liked your performance. Did she see? Was there footage of this? Has she observed this, or just is it just the idea? Rob, <laughs> the idea. Well, she's probably the, more she's the in the mainframe. She's in the mainframe. So while there is no footage, she can access any. Like she was probably looking through security cam footage or something. Oh, so like if there was a smart TV in the room, she could have spied on this. Exactly. So it's just like Space Jam 2, where she's just in the the computer. She is the algorithm, indeed. Allison G Rhythm. That's her new name. (laughs) When they do Space Jam 3 and it's with a WNBA star, that will definitely be the name of the villain. Please, I can't no. believe you even remember that. Like, even that has been. I mean, it's al- how hard is it to remember algae rhythm, algorithm? Like, I just remember it because <laughs> of the douche chills I felt for Don Cheadle having oh to play that, play that part. This wonderful, uh... all time great actor debasing himself for money. I don't begrudge yeah. him that. Uh, sure, he got a boatload of money, but wow, how embarrassing that was yeah. for him. Probably did, probably do the same. If I was that's him change. setting off that car alarm to get to get us to stop shitting. Sorry, on that's the he's actually morphed into <laughs> algae rhythm. Yes, access the smart dashboard of cars to <laughs> influence our show here. So, Robert, what what was this bachelor party? Tell us more. You uh, yeah. obviously we were facetiously saying that you jumped out of a cake, but it, indeed you did not jump out of a cake. I, I can I can I can feel this one, Sid. When a man is getting married, <laughs> oftentimes they'll have a gathering. <laughs> There'll be some sexual shenanigans, Ooh. things like this. Yeah, strippers uh, even. Shenanigans, Robert. There was a strip club, but I didn't go. What? I mean, there was a strip club situation. I didn't go. What the fuck? Do Were I you the go? only one who didn't go? No. What, was there like a separate outing for the non-strip club people? Or did no, you it was already late. I mean, I guess so. We were staying. Well, let me start from the beginning. Uh, so this is the uh, RIP a live cast. I'm Sid. That's Rob. That's Darren. I am Darren. I wanted to ask yeah, you: up. Was this a, a, a heterosexual cis uh, wedding, or uh... yes? Okay, very much so. Very much a bro down. Lots of masculinity in the room. Uh, no, it was it was my buddies. It, it's people uh, that I worked with, like friends of mine through Mental Injection, uh, and just people that I probably wouldn't really see that often anymore. So. Uh, it's interesting because the person we were having the bachelor party for actually was already married. <laughs> Wait, he had so he's Mormon? <laughs> no, he had eloped uh, 
but and didn't tell anyone. And so his friend, uh, his closest friend of our group, <laughs> thought it would be a fun idea to do a post-wedding bachelor party. Nice. And uh, and so we all got together and we got in a he, he was very kind enough to drive a like nine person van, which I mean, wait, the bachelor did this or the person who put the party together? The organizer. OK, the organizer. That'd be funny if you made the bachelor drive the van. No, he didn't do shit. <laughs> How long has he been married that you're having the party? now? Uh, like a few months. Oh, OK. Maybe. It just happened, yeah. Okay, so it wasn't like pre-pandemic, and you've just been waiting. Oh no, no, not 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 like that long. Uh, but it was fun. We went to Boston, and we went to a bunch of breweries. Mm. These guys like to drink, and I realized there's a lot of beer, especially in the New England area, that I do not like. Uh, <laughs> and like it's it's quite the contrast from being in. Uh, in Europe, where I liked all of the beers, not like all of them, but like a lot of them were much more up my alley because they were lagers and pilsners, and those were like the lighter. I beers. still don't know what any of that means. A lager, the most basic example of a lager is a Budweiser, but you know, Budweiser's shitty. <laughs> there right. could be like tasty versions of that, and a pilsner is similar. Uh, but they're What's drinking a pilsner. I- pilsner is like Heineken or something. Yeah, exactly. Heineken and what's the difference approach. other than the name? Uh, the lagers are a little lighter, I guess. Um, okay. I don't know. They're, they're pretty similar to me. They're the ones that I like. Uh, and like being as though there were in New England, there was a lot of New England IPAs, which are Indian pale ales, which are fucking disgusting. <laughs> I mean, like, look, I'm not a beer aficionado. I'm I'm speaking uh, like I will admit this, but I just don't understand what the obsession is with IPAs. They're intentionally bitter and and hoppy and just not, I don't know what that even means. Hoppy is just this bitterness inside it, like it's like this aftertaste. So it's just like the city of Boston. It seems like it's right there. It's just bitter and has Boston an aftertaste. Is pretty, everyone is pretty nice in Boston. Uh, well, so yeah, we went to you. Uh, this first, this first uh, brewery that we went to, I'm gonna look up the name of it, oh. but like, I want to say they like they like the smell of their own farts a little too much. That's kind of my drop keg my Murphy's. Takeaway. Was that the name of it? <laughs> Someone should do that if they haven't yet. That's they a like free it. idea for you, northeasterners. They like the smell of their own farts so much they made the beer taste like it. <laughs> I mean, to me, that that's what they all taste like. Sorry. I hate beer so much. Yeah. Uh, even the good, supposedly good. Everyone will always tell me. I say, I I, I don't like beer. But Darren, you got to drink this beer. This yeah, fucking beer that I love. Yeah. I, I, I drink it. I'll oblige them, you know? And I'm like. You have to drink this beer that ba- barely tastes like beer, and then you'll yeah. like it. Yes. Now, those are the ones I think you like. Like, there's really good, like, grapefruit beers and orange peel beers, but they just kind of taste like grapefruit juice. You know, uh, they're not really the experience they taste good I've had with they this. Taste it, like beer. I like, I like beer snobs will suggest something to me, but it's what they like, which is like the most intense beer that, like, I don't even like entry level beer. That's like me saying to someone, I don't really like metal. And I'm saying, no, no, no. You just haven't heard Grindcore yet. <laughs> yeah. No, you're totally you right. I, 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 bet, I bet what they recommended to you is an IPA because they're so popular. Yet, I just, I, I think people, you know, I don't want to uh, f- put 
uh, intentions on people, but I think they just like that it's like so gross that they can they can handle it. Yeah. You know, it, like it's 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 like tool to me to music fans. It makes you think you're. It makes you your aura smarter than it actually is. You think you look smarter if you like. Yeah. Tool. You think and you're more of a beer aficionado if you like the beer that tastes horrible. You found As something some, that no one else has found. Yeah. As someone who who's pushing forty, I do want to say when like uh, I was a teen, first starting to drink beer, uh, you know, people would say, "Oh, it's an acquired taste." Mm -hmm. Oh well, I'm here to tell you, at near forty, I have yet to really acquire much of a taste for it. <laughs> the only, like I said, the only beers that I've acquired a taste for are lagers, Hefeweizens, some Pilsners, something light, something fruit, fruity. Well, that's a lot. Nice. That sounds like a lot to me. That's I more mean, than I like. There, yeah. honestly, what what's so crazy is in the New England area, there were some places that only had IPAs, and I, I was I didn't even drink. I was just like, "Fuck this! I'm just gonna have water." I'm not gonna have these fucking disgusting IPAs. Join well, the 3D. A lot of drugs. I mean, pot is legal, so okay. So you still had something. Yeah. Uh, this one place actually. Well, let's be real. If it wasn't legal, he'd be smoking. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, come on. Yeah, yeah I mean, we but then you'd be locked up right now, and we wouldn't be able to do the show. <laughs> right, that's the problem. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this one place, yes. Yeah, so they had either IPAs or they had something called the Dude. Oh, which was. Which was a beer inspired by the Big Lebowski, oh, okay. and if you watch the Big Lebowski, of course you know that his favorite drink is a White Russian. Mm -hmm. So the the beer tastes like a White Russian. Why it was odd. A white Russian. That's so it's like you were drinking right. yourself. Yeah. Well, I'm not Russian, Darren. I've learned oh. now that I'm half Ukrainian. So I please show some respect. But well, some the other half on the ethnicity. I forgot that that's become offensive in the last two months. Sorry. <laughs> You're half Ukrainian and half Russian. Half Ukrainian, half Iranian. What are you talking about? Mm. Ain't no Russian in there. Uh, that was a false flag. <laughs> so you're no, not in a hurry way. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Okay, so the first... The first bar was called Treehouse Brewery. It was in Charlton, Massachusetts. Already from the start, it's weird. First of all, it was a huge property. It was like a giant ranch. There was a huge outdoor area. It was very nice looking. Mm -hmm. They could, they did not, they had one lager, one, <laughs> and then like 40 IPAs. <laughs> so the first the first red flag uh was you cannot make any purchases at this at the brewery you buy a drink ticket online and you redeem it at the brewery which is like what the fuck like what, what is going on here i don't know i guess they don't want to deal with billing could that be some or, sort of weird 1897 ordinance thing like when like a church ladies ran all the the societal laws and everything like that me and my friends were just assuming that like when it gets crazy busy it's just too much time waste to like process orders and if people just hand you tickets it's easier to just get them the beer and move on where do you get the ticket line. from online on your phone you have to buy a ticket oh so you just they scan your phone they don't well that's the thing you would think they would have a qr code no you give them the order number. They look up the order number on their iPad. So it's okay. All right. 
This sounds like a lot of work to do to to taste something to drink something that tastes like asshole. Yeah. Now, unless you're into that. Two, strike number two. Now, this is not my complaint. This was somebody else in my group complaint. But I Pepe. feel like put together, Pepe was not uh, with me. Ooh. Uh, uh, falling out. <laughs> well, no, but like town. that these people like you enough to invite you to a bachelor party, but not Pepe. I mean, he's not even. I, he just got back to New York, so. Anyway. So did you? Literally like an hour ago. Congratulations. All right. Great. Great work. Uh, so th- strike number two. Again, this is a ranch middle of nowhere. No free Wi-Fi. Oh, for God's but sake. I mean, look, Wait. not the for me, not the end of the world. For How me, are you ordering drinks on your phone if there's no Wi-Fi? That's exactly what we were saying. It's like for 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 an establishment that requires you to yeah. use your mobile phone to not give away free Wi-Fi That's is fucking absurd. Dumb. It's so like is there when... pay Wi-Fi? Oh no, you, no, 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 They do not offer any Wi-Fi for customers. It's just what they're just saying. For the business. The people who want their beer to be like enjoying Tool as music, they <laughs> want, they're making you jump through hurdles. They're, the more hurdles you jump through, the more yes, they love it. They're so gatekeeping their own product. <laughs> also, <laughs> the types of beers, like all the beers have different prices. So like, okay. you know, I got like tickets for two classic beers, which are non-IPAs. And then for the second, for the first, the first one tasted so shitty. It still was bitter that, uh, that I was like, oh, I want to get a hard seltzer. How could you fuck up a hard seltzer? You know, I couldn't because my ticket was for a different price point anyway. So then I I go up to them and you, I bought, I bought two beer tickets. I wanted to use my second beer ticket on a hard seltzer. They would. Oh, okay. Okay. This is like a fucking uh, cryptocurrency. Like I don't know how. To, I don't you're know. right. It's all follow this. So anyway, I had the second ticket, and I'm just like, all right, well, guys, you know, the first beer was a little bitter. Do you have anything like uh, similar to a Hefeweizen or something like that? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, well, our lightest beer is the such and such, and I, I, we think you would like it. I was okay. like, okay, could I try it? Well, it's not called the such and such. I'm just making. Oh. I don't remember what it's oh. called. Oh. I would believe that it was though. That sounds like something a beer snob would call his beer. 100%. I go, can I try it? And they go, we don't do samples. Go fuck yourself. We don't do samples. <laughs> I want to say I was, and the thing that was even more annoying about it is the next brewery we went to was the complete opposite. We got like we went to Harpoon's Brewery, which, by the way. Nothing but good things to say about Harpoon's Brewery. I've been there before. They do have delicious light beers that I can enjoy, in addition to disgusting IPAs. Uh, and uh, they were giving us samples like it was nobody's business. We had like 30 little sample cups. Uh, like they didn't give a fuck. You know, that's how a fucking brewery should be. Not we don't give samples when you have fucking 50 beers. Give me a fucking taste. Give me a Dutorino, taste. Dutorino in the comments says that he'd think the beer would be more refreshing after going through that whole hassle. No, you no, need a fucking fun. beer after yeah, going through right? all that. <laughs> yeah. Gotta do the fucking blockchain of IPAs before you get a drink. <laughs> uh, and then so that night we went to a fantastic steakhouse in Boston called Abe and Louie's. So if you're in the Boston area need a fancy not at all cheap steakhouse. Mm. I highly recommend it. Shrimp Tower. Well, so <laughs> in the lead up to the to the event, uh, there was obviously an email thread. We sent out the menu, and I saw that there is a seafood tower 
And you know your boy is going to recommend to the table we get a seafood tower. Table? Table? Why you eat the whole fucking yeah, tower by yourself? I would have, but I have to tell you, this is a steakhouse. But this is, and as someone who has had at least five of these, the best seafood tower I've ever had. Mm. I am it, the table. I am the tower. <laughs> I fell in love with the seafood tower to the point where I was a little worried because I was so full <laughs> from the seafood tower that I was like, holy shit, I have a whole steak coming. How am I gonna fucking eat? I'm the sure steak? your bros would have helped you out with the steak if you couldn't uh, finish don't, it. Don't worry, I finished it. Don't worry. I didn't <laughs> you can take it. it back to your hotel if you don't finish it anyway. <laughs> but, Use it as a pillow. Here's the photo oh. of the lovely seafood tower and, and my my love for it. Oh. So, so the what thing I what was most shocking is there was a full lobster in the seafood oh. tower, which was completely unexpected. We, we were all splitting a fucking lobster. It was intense. So there's clams. There's mussels, there's oysters, there's baked clams, there's mush mm. clams and mushrooms. There was fucking beautiful shrimp cocktail. Uh, is that like a giant tub of tartar sauce? Yeah, this is a giant tub mm. of tartar sauce over here. And it was mm. ve- like everything. The uh, the clams, these are clams, right? The rock, unbelievably meaty. I'm not even too hot on the clams. Now, Dudorino calling you out in the comments. Dude. That is a mediocre piece of shit tower. I want to say, as a tower, it doesn't look very tower esque. It yeah, looks it's like, like more, a. It looks like more of a seafood tower. condo. It looks like a condo than a, than a tower. It's a seafood chode. But the quantity, <laughs> title. the quantity was massive. Like it was the most yeah. food in a seafood tower that I've ever gotten. I can see that, but it looks. I, I kind of am between the both of you. I feel like he does bring up a good point that the plating is important. Like you have a yes. tower, it's got to be towery. It's got. There needs to be a third deck. The, yeah. I agree with you. There Put the same amount deck. of food, but just vertically. Absolutely. It's- yeah, like like this this plate could have been on the on the third tier. This plate up here, mm-hmm. you know, that we have with the the fried stuff. That could have been a third tier, and then it would have given more light to the clams on the second tier and you're and it's almost hiding all the love all the goodness on yeah. the first tier which hold on i did take a photo <laughs> I, I want you to see ross, this is ross putting out a coffee table book of foods of seafood towers around the world oh no hold on so this is with the top taken who's off the guy, by the way who's the guy like just over your hand who looks just like a pastier version of you <laughs> that's uh, ju- that's the guy who's bachelor party. That's the yeah. that's the uh, after pick after Rob eats all this. <laughs> yeah, food. this is this is the lower tier. As you can see, it is a lot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It so, is. Yeah. And this is one of those examples where I, I, I really I'm sincere when I say I would love to become a seafood aficionado. Mm. Like I, mm. I, it looks good to me. The, and also I noticed that restaurants go ham on on presenting seafood in a in a way a beautiful way more than they do for any other type of food it looks good mm-hmm. i just I, I i always try something every now and then i'll try some seafood and i hate it and i want to love it i'm not like what's the closest you've come to enjoying a, a seafood item has there ever well, been something that you hated the least 
Well, I, I don't know if this counts. Uh, I do eat like tuna salad, but that's just overloaded with mayo, and I don't. Really yeah. To, but I do have a, a small anecdote to derail from Rob's story very quickly. Uh, I was working in Times Square for a few years, and I would I went to this like one of those gourmet delis or something, mm-hmm. and they had these chicken patties. And patty, I get, patty. I used to get a chicken patty, the sandwich for. I got a, you know, you get hooked on things for a week or so. Mm-hmm. So I got this patty every day, and uh, on a bur- like a as dressed as a burger, you know. And I, oh, it's so good. I was telling my coworkers, this is so good. You got to try this. I went back there one day to get it the next time on a Monday after I had been off for a few days, and I see crab cake. And it's the same thing. It's a crab cake. And this whole time, it's been a crab cake. And I was like, well, this is good. This is good. I ate a fucking crab cake. It was delicious. And now maybe I'm expanding. I got it again, and I tasted like shit. It was like fucking psychological. What's the illusion was broken? Well, it turned out the guy had the 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 crab cakes in the case with a chicken patty sign. So oh my god! People could be allergic to that shit. Oh, Somebody could exactly. have gotten really sick. That's irresponsible. So, uh, so wow. they rectified that, and now it was in front of the crab cake sign. But huh. then I, I couldn't eat it anymore. I couldn't. Are you sure anymore. it wasn't chicken? And they they just made the mistake that one day. I'm not a million percent sure, but I do think it had a taste to it, and I was like, oh, this is a sort of a eccentric chicken patty. Briny. I like whatever they did to this. And yeah. it turned out what they did to it was not use chicken and they used crab instead. Of I will say crab cake, probably a lot more expensive than chicken patty. So at least you save money if they charge you for the chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that, that matters to you, but I mean, something. I really I was so sad because I ate that crab cake knowing it was a crab cake. I almost threw up and I was so sad. I was like, I was excited. I was like, I got a new thing to eat and I didn't. Mm. I think you need to go get like some sort of uh, hypnotist or something to get you over this fear of seafood. Because I don't like if you didn't know, you could like it. I don't want. I don't want to do that. Uh, I don't want it that bad that I'd go to. I mean, if all the food that was left was seafood, maybe he'd have to do that. But there's plenty other shit he could eat. Yeah, I'm fine. (laughs) But thanks, Rob, for being concerned. Uh, I wanna. I wanna give uh, all day all day rage credit for this play on words calling me team turf (laughs) turf spelled t-u-r-f as in surf and turf no darren would be team turf you would be team surf oh you're right right (laughs) i'm sorry i'm confusing them that's right tuna exclusionary radical (laughs) (laughs) that's me uh, yeah, so I, I was very much enjoying the surf, worried about the turf. I made it, though. I, I did plan ahead because I knew we were getting a ton of uh, appetizers. We also got amazing bacon. We got this. Mm, like, those places always have very nice. Yeah, like this bacon. tuna tartare, which was I, I didn't even I'm not even too crazy about tuna, but it was fucking good. Just like sushi fish. Yeah, if it's, it's fresh, like sashimi, it's basically. Yeah, it, exactly. And uh, the filet. I, so we, we had a choice between a filet mignon and a ribeye. And initially I was like, oh, I want to do the ribeye. But then I realized there's going to be so much food. I don't need that much steak. Yeah. Yeah. So and the filet mignon. The thing about it is I lo- filet mignon is my favorite cut. My only complaint is I always feel like there's not enough of it because mm-hmm. it's, you know, the smallest cut. Uh, but in this instance, it was perfect. Yeah. Because I was already so full, it was just enough. And so, 
I've uh, never been a fan of filet mignon. I'm just like, I don't, it's too lean. Like, when, if I'm going to splurge and eat a steak, because I never eat steak, I don't eat beef. So when I do splurge, I want a nice fatty, like, cut. I want, like, a prime rib. It's not too like hot that. on the fat. I don't like chewing on the fat. I, I yeah. prefer the lean cut. Well, I, with what pork, I do, I'm okay with it. With steak, yeah. I'm more on the lean Just side. I mean, still, you know, 75% of it is meat still. I yeah. mean, I, I think what I like I like to do is to cut a little piece of fat, put it on the fork with the rest of the meat and just proportion it out. So I'm not just eating a mouthful mm. of fat, you know. Yeah, I've always here. also been more of a filet mignon. I'm a, I'm a poser. I'm a steak poser. I, I don't, say I don't think uh, no. Uh, to be a poser, you get your shit well done. That's that's how you're. Oh, well, that used to, I used to do that, but I've told that story on the show before because, like, I'll tell it again. My dad used to make steak when I was a kid, and he only ever made that shit well done. I didn't know you could get it another way, so that's how I just ordered that way because that's all I knew. And then somebody finally like, no, no, no. Family. I've heard that story oh, wow. countless times. I, so many people have eaten their steak. And I feel I, I'm sort of mildly in that camp. Like, I never ate it well done in my house. But it was always, like, medium, at mm -hmm. least a medium well. And I never experienced a rare or medium rare steak until I could. But you know what was weird is that my mother would order, well, if we would go to a restaurant, a real restaurant, like a diner, and get a burger, always rare. So she has had it in her head. Burgers are supposed to be rare. Steaks are supposed to be cooked, you know, longer than average. Huh. And I don't know why, but I'm yeah, glad yeah. because I because I love rare burgers. Like anywhere I go, I get it like blood red. And I think that's the best way to make a burger. I'm Steak. just medium across the board. Yeah, medium is fine. The medium yeah. is the far out end of how much you should cook a steak like. The thing That's with exciting. the medium rare is I feel like you have to scarf it down in three minutes. Otherwise, it's just cold and it's like cold, so. uncooked. It just it just it loses its its it's a little too chewy for me. for me. Yeah. I don't have yeah. that experience, but I I like it cooked through, but not over fine. It's hard. To... Uh, the other thing is when you tell them medium rare, they make it they usually go up one one step from what it is, unless it's like the best of the best steakhouse. You know, they always overcook it from what you say. So I like to go down one notch. And usually if you're at the best of the best steakhouse, they don't really even want you telling them how to do it. They just do it the way they do it. And that's it. And they're offended if you ask for anything else. No, I, Peter Luger's is like that for mm -hmm. sure. They don't yeah. even ask you what you want. They yeah. bring you a fucking certain. And I don't like that because they yeah. undercook it for me. And I like it rare. And they still undercook it. It's like bleeding. It's like mooing. Yeah. Uh, but other, <laughs> I've been to places that they they're very. I I went to a, a a really nice steakhouse called Club A, and it was Jennifer and me, and we took our friend, my longtime friend for like twenty years, out for his birthday. Just the three of us. And they asked, and this was a top, not Club A. It's on the east side of Manhattan. It's wonderful. But they asked him, and he said, "Well done." They okay, sir. Be right back, sir. Like they didn't blink. Wow, they didn't right. care. You know, it's just the only it place I've where had you that go. is Peter Luger's, where they fucking nah. You don't want. It's like fuck you. I yeah, mean. Peter Luger's is the king of that. But uh, maybe a couple, a handful of others have. Had I got there. yelled at at fucking Outback Steakhouse back in the day. Uh, <laughs> Rob, you remember after Temple shows, we would go there sometimes as like our post concert meal. 
Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, this was pre me learning how to actually eat steak. And I would get the steak. I would ask for it well done. And every single time the waiter tried to talk me out of it. Every single time. I'm okay. sorry, sir. You can't get your disgusting salt lick uh, medium rare. Sorry, yeah, exactly. Well, I one thing I've learned. The cheapest fucking steak on the <laughs> menu to begin with. Yeah. And like just at that point, like just realize that you're dealing with someone who has no self-respect and just leave them be. But no, every time they still like you really you should get it medium. Like they're they're yeah, and I'm just like, no, just do it the way I want, goddammit. Yeah, you're at Outback anyway. What's fucking Outback too? It's it's, you're you're one step above Applebee's. Like relax. I just spent the last five hours listening to fucking teenage ska bands. Like, just give me a break. Outback is like the best of those shitty restaurants, though, I would say, uh, even though I wouldn't recommend going to Outback if you have other choices. But if you're going to go to one of those restaurants, Outback has some good food, some good food. And it's got more of a point of view than like an Applebee's. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, where it's Australian. What is Applebee's? What do you what do you have going for? What do you what are you all about? It's just like a fucking generic restaurant. There's nothing. Give me give me something special about you. I, all the food is the same low quality garbage, but at least here they like give it like weird yeah. Australian nicknames. It makes just, me feel, it's, it's slightly elevated. It's just fri- Fridays with more uncomfortable seating. Yeah. <laughs> I want to mention. Well, I think it's better than Fridays. If I had the choice between the two, easily would pick Outback. Oh yeah. yeah. A Dusty Rhodes muffler says, "Is the Peter Luger worse than the No Goods motherfucker Lex Luger?" Mm, I mean, they've both killed people. But Peter Luger kills them slowly. Yeah, exactly. Well, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know what, what goes on in those back rooms. What's really in that room. meat? They kill a lot uh, of cows, though. Yeah. Uh-huh. I want to <laughs> mention that my I have a friend who is a chef, and he told me, I don't think this is the first person to mention that, when you get your steak well done, uh, because it, you know, in their minds loses its flavor they will give you a shittier cut oh, of yeah. the meat uh because it doesn't matter you know yeah. you wouldn't taste the difference anyway it's smart i don't think that's unethical at all that's what i would do i don't think it's unethical but it's something to consider when you get your shit well done you know, i think they the should just work that into the price at that point though it's like fine if you want it this way you're going to get the worst cut of meat but we'll charge you less because we got to get the worst cut of meat out of here anyway so if you're going to do us the favor of eating the worst thing we have We'll right. give you a couple dollars off. Though then it also, it does mean it has to be on the burner longer. So it takes more energy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess it's a tough balance. I guess, I guess leave the price alone. Never mind steakhouses as you were. But they have giant fucking burners anyway. How much can it, you know, be different? Yeah. Uh, and then the highlight of my trip was the, the next morning. It was only a two, two and a half day trip. So nothing too, nothing too crazy. But the, Highlight was absolutely we did a walking tour of Fenway Park in Boston. And it was wonderful because the Red Sox were not playing. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, the stadium wasn't empty there. I guess on Saturdays, they do this thing where local firefighters can come and they can run up and down the, the stairs of the Well, stadium. like for training? Yeah. It's like a race. Right. <laughs> so they were doing that. Uh, but Did you enjoy had... that? Were you watching the buff dudes run up and down the stairs, getting all sweaty? No, there was nothing, nothing really doing that. And like runners aren't buff. They're so you're weak. saying, well, they're firefighters though. They're not runners. You mm-hmm. just said they're firefighters. Yeah, these firefighters guys do are... calendars. 
Yeah. So what you're there saying was, is that there wasn't any. I didn't spot any beefcakes. Boston first responders are ugly, is what you're saying. That's your main takeaway from this trip. I'm not yeah. saying that, that at all. That's what I heard. But yeah. What I am saying is the walking tour was phenomenal. Even if you're not a fan of baseball, and you know I'm very peripherally a fan. Uh, I had a great time. We had a wonderful tour guide. His name is Steve. He's like this seven-year-old guy who's very passionate about baseball. It was really inspiring because it's like, it's like, oh man, this guy's living the dream. He's a lifelong Red Sox fan, and all he does is spend all day telling people how great the Red Sox are. And then you know, (laughs) shit. Uh, The stadium is beautiful. There were. Have you guys ever gone to Fenway Park? I have not. I, been. I was told that my mother brought me there when I was an infant. Uh, other than that, I've never been to a wow. game there. Well, I recommend it. Uh, it's it's surprisingly much smaller than I thought it would be. It's one of the smaller uh, parks. I think it doesn't even seat forty thousand people. It's tiny. It's like, yeah, it's like thirty thousand, and it's thirty something thousand, and. That's with just added seats in the last decade. They just added a tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the tier that they added looks like great. It's so well maintained. They're uh, on top of them on they're on top of the green monster, right? The new seats. Oh, there were a few there, yeah, but the most of them were behind home plate. Mo- like oh. they added a whole level. The green monster, there's like about 50 seats there. We did go up there. Those might be the best seats in the whole stadium because it's crazy how close that field is to the the, the mount because mm-hmm. you could see you could see everything so clearly from up there. And uh, by the way, those are like two thousand dollars seats. You know, when the game is oh, that like, how much they cost really? Wow. Yeah, uh, for he was saying for you know the bigger like for a Yankee game in August, mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna go for like two grand or yeah. or maybe on the resale maybe, market or like retail price. I might be. I he might have said two grand for a playoff. Actually, it's. I think it's like five hundred for a, a regular game. Damn. But still, they're expensive seats. Uh, and and so I'm sure you guys know that the stadium has the both the longest uh, distance for the outfield and the shortest. Because mm-hmm. there's like one area that's like four hundred and twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, center field. Center field, and then the right field is like super short. Did you enjoy uh, that it was 420? Did you uh, revel in that number? I did not make the comment, but somebody else in my my group made the comment, and the guy had no idea of the context. Really? I, I wow. figured that somebody would make that comment every single time he mentions it. Yeah. I guess not. Wow. Uh, we, so we went to the Green Monster. That was cool. We went to the press box, which was really Did you really go inside nice. the scoreboard? No. That wow. would have been really cool. Uh, but he was They have talking. a manual scoreboard that they just moved. Yeah. yeah it looks so nice. Camp. So what he was telling me is that like it's oddly like there's no bathroom there, there's no nothing there in the scoreboard. You, you mean in the scoreboard, barely any light, uh, but there is Wi-Fi. <laughs> That's the <laughs> only thing they installed in there because they needed to know the scores. Wait, there's no, Darren? Am I crazy? Wasn't there like a game where like Manny Ramirez went in there because he had to take a leak? I remember uh, that story. Did he just piss on the maybe, floor? Maybe okay, maybe not the bat. He was saying like how it's so limited. I yeah, saw there was a big Dominican it? ass hanging out one of those numbers and just some shit popped onto the field, but I don't know if that was him. Um <laughs> was there let's see how do they not how do they not the players don't have a bathroom? They have to go to the scoreboard. 
No, the the scoreboard doesn't have the area behind the scoreboard. No, but Sid's that. saying that Manny Ramirez had to go take a leak, so he went into oh. the scoreboard. But it was when he was playing the field. Oh, and you can just go in. Isn't it inside the stadium? You can just go in from the field. I get. I remember hearing this. Story no, I think you. I think you can because, like, can't the pitchers? Isn't that by where the pitchers? Uh, I don't know how it works there. The what's that called? The, the relief bullpen? pitchers. Yeah, the, the bullpen. bullpen. Um, don't know. I don't know. Okay, so he peed in a cup. I'm looking it up now. He peed in a cup. Oh, okay. in the scoreboard. Yeah. yeah so the, yeah, because they're saying it's just an empty room with the score listings, and then they just installed Wi-Fi. That's all they did. That would have been uh, Oh, and we were in the visitors on the floor. The visiting team clubhouse. We also got to see. Which I'm going to really share cool. the picture, Rob. If you want to, I, I put yeah, it I'll in our it. private there's chat. A, if you want to post it, there's a picture of his piss. No, it's just him like trying to sneak out of the scoreboard oh. during a game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What was interesting about the visiting team's clubhouse is it's much smaller than I imagined it being. It's like really, really tiny. Oh, it was built. This thing is built in like 1908 or something. Well, what I've learned. Uh, well, here, here, here's a manual coming out of it, and it looks really nice. It looks really nice and old school. The scoreboard. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, well, what's interesting about the uh, away team clubhouse is when Fenway Park was initially built. There was no away team clubhouse. There was only one uh, clubhouse that uh, Boston and the traveling team would share, and they would put up a screen, like a, a curtain God. in between it. And then, like, one day, I believe, help me out here, guys. The Yankee, Cy, was there a Yankee named Cy something? Cy, Cy Young? Cy Young was wasn't on the, yeah. No, wasn't on okay. The well, there was some Yankee. Maybe they got into a fight with Cy Young. And because after that fight in the clubhouse, but I mean, this was like early 1900s. Cy yeah, was a pitcher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in the, the early century. 1900s, yeah, like ten years into the oh, okay stadium existing, there was a fight, <laughs> and because of that fight, they were like, okay, we can't do this. We need to build a clubhouse wow. for the away team. And so since then, they were in this tiny room. Red Ruffing was checking out Cy Young's cock. <laughs> he gave him a three finger Mordecai Brown. <laughs> so yeah, that was really cool. Some so yeah, if you're ever MLB in Boston, you're in Boston, need something to do, definitely recommend that. Uh, or like, I think visiting uh, baseball parks in general seems like a yeah. really fun way to spend an afternoon. It was only an hour. It was nice. Yeah, Let me bring my weed in. They didn't. They didn't take my weed away. Wow. I'm at like, uh, tw- I think I have 12 ballparks visited now. Nice. I've seen the Mets in 11 of them. Everybody agreed that the new Yankee Stadium is terrible. Even the Yankee fans. <laughs> it's sterile. And, uh, it's like a it's like a Lego uh, replica of, a, of the original yeah. Yankee Stadium. But also, at the same time, it's like unnecessarily gaudy and pretentious. It's like a, a Trump casino. Yes, uh, exactly right. And then the field matches what it used to look like, but everything else is like a Trump casino. We were there for the Big Four show. I haven't seen any. I haven't seen a game there yet. Yeah, I saw uh, the Big Four there, and I saw best concert of my life. Roger Waters doing the Wall at Yankee, the Great Yankee Stadium. They should build a wall around that fucking stadium when there's a game going on. Don't let them out. Oh. <laughs> the the tour guy did have very nice things to say about City Field. He thought it was a, a beautiful stadium. They're really not trying to be biased because I'll tell you the truth. When Shea Stadium was around, I would have told you that was a fucking dump. 
but uh, I loved it. I mean, I had my childhood memories there, dumpling. and yeah, it was, yeah. it was fun to. And I had, I had countless memories, and, and not just game memories, but just being with my friends and stuff. I loved it for that. But the architectural aspect, I mean, it was terrible. Yeah. City Field is just one of the top five of the stadiums I've been to, easily, maybe top three. AT and T Park, the Giants. That's number one of all uh, parks I've ever been to. It's still lovely. never gotten to go there. Lovely. The view oh, yeah. is unreal. Like when you're do- when you're at a game, usually there's a skyline here. There's a building. There's something at at AT&T Park. You can see beyond the f- the fence, and there's nothing but water. It's just beautiful. It's like you're on the beach. It's incredible. I drove past it. It's really really nice. Yeah. I did want to want to see something there because it looked really really gorgeous. Uh, also, the uh, the Anaheim Stadium isn't isn't it's like in a nice little. Yeah, I, I had planned to see the Mets there and in Oakland in 2020, and that got coroned. So, I had the whole trip planned and everything. Yeah. I also had the trip planned. Remember, the Mets were going to play the Marlins in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. I had my tickets booked for for the hotel was booked. I had to refund everything because of coronavirus. Lame. Maybe yeah. they'll well, do that. Now it's one over, one. so you can do <laughs> it. <laughs> I went to a concert on Friday and it felt like coronavirus was over. Oh, really? Barely anyone. I wore a mask, but I felt like I was one of like maybe ten people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mask. just it was way lower than I expected. And it's like fucking like old man punk rock show in New York City. I thought you know there'd be a pretty high percentage. One of the members of the band was wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. There's a higher percentage of band members in masks than. People. Once the mandate was lifted, most people just are over it. Yeah, it's so bad. Anywhere I go on the train now, it's like mm-hmm. COVID bombs everywhere. And the train, by the way, there's no more mandate in New York City, but the, the subway system is a private entity and they still mandate the masks yeah. and nobody fucking wears them. And the like, cops well, don't enforce it because they're not wearing them either. <laughs> right. To be fair, people weren't wearing it even during the mandate. I don't think the mandate. Oh. I disagree with that. I I mean, I take the train more than you, but I would say I would say the vast, vast majority of people on the train were wearing the masks two or three months ago up until then. And in the last two or three months, it's it's maybe 50 percent now. It's people still wear them because they're in in a closed sardine can full of covid Mm -hmm. and they're I don't think it's necessarily they're doing it for the other people. I mean, they wear it to protect themselves. They're not doing it because they're mandated, but a large number of people, like you said, as soon as the mandate's gone, whoosh, they're done with it. Like they were only ever wearing it because they had to. I love it. I like it. I like the anonymity. I just knew I'd go to the show and nobody would recognize me on the off chance that somebody I knew was there. It was a fair, fairly high chance. Mm-hmm. But then, you know what fucked me up, though? So I'm walking in. I'm like, I'm totally going to be anonymous. Nobody's going to recognize me. But like, I went with Lonnie and another one of our friends. Mm-hmm. And they were already there when I arrived. And instantly, the second I walk up the stairs, he recognized me and waved. Yeah. Like, God damn it. But do you think your most identifying feature is your mouth and nose? Like, you're still noticeable. I, I, you're without... I want something to. So so I don't know. That was a little disheartening. I thought I'd be able to like sneak up on him, but then no. I went to the opening uh, day, opening day of the Mets season at home. Mm-hmm. And that was like that was a sobering. That's the first time At I least really. That's open it. air, it's so outdoors. I can sort of. Fine, dude. 
it's open air, but when you go to take a piss, I mean, uh, they're all on top of each other. It's yeah. concourses are packed. It's a functionally indoors. I mean, it, there's a, a straight line to the outside where the park is, where the field is. But I mean, it's really enclosed on three sides, no matter the where air you are. The air is trapped. The air can, can, can travel. Man, people should just wear fucking masks. You know what I mean? When you're that, uh, when it's I'm that over it. tight, when it's that fucking tight. I don't want to wear a mask anymore. I'm done. Really? I'm taking the stance, folks. Yeah. Wow. I don't like it. Well, isn't it what changed, though? Like, why do you think it's safe to... It, it, if you thought it's safe now, why wasn't it safe before? Uh, I mean, to be clear, like, I'll still wear a mask if I go into a store or something. But, like, I was at a show uh, this weekend. We went to see Clutch and the Sword. And uh, I did go in starting to wear a mask. Also, we stayed at a casino, and when I was down in the casino, absolutely wearing a mask. Because they have casinos in Boston. Are... Uh, this was in Rhode Island, oh. uh, in Providence. Um, so, but yeah, so I started wearing the mask, and it was fucking hot. And then I started drinking, and then now I'm like, I'm not. It was back hot. In. Your mouth was hot. Yeah, <laughs> it gets a little sweaty in there. I don't like in it. your, in your mouth, <laughs> get sweaty in your mouth. No, in the in the space between my mouth and the mask. Oh. I think what you're saying is that you just spit when you talk, and you got tired no, of it, that's so not you what took I'm the mask off and started spitting all over your friends. I'm just having a hard time on this. So, like, so it's like it's like not as easy to breathe. It's not it's not comfortable. No, I'm not about your mouth. I'm saying like uh, you said in the casino, those motherfuckers. You need to wear a mask around them, which I fully support you on. Mm-hmm. I agree. Why is that different? Those are the same motherfuckers that are at the Mets game or at the Clutch concert. Yeah, no, the Clutch concert. They're younger, so they're they're whatever. They have what? better, better immune system. Clutch is even old for me. It's honestly, it's honestly. About? You're right. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Uh, okay. I'm not going to say fair. it's a stri- it's a strict. Like I have a strict code. Uh, you don't but, feel like it anymore. Yeah, I just don't feel like it anymore. And and also, I don't want to say that I'm invincible. Uh, nor do I want to jinx it, but like, I've been all right. <laughs> you know, I, because I you've been I'm... wearing a mask. Most I haven't though. I haven't been wearing a mask for a few months now. So, mm. I'm all right. is the next I mean, thing I, mean, go, I go to shows? When I go to shows, I like. I guess I've, I've I've worn a mask most of the time, but like I'm drinking, and then now I I go back and forth. You know what this means, it? right? Oh, go ahead. I was just asking if the next thing you're going to tell us is that you're moving to Arizona. No, shooting off a rifle. You know what this means, though. This means definitely sometime in the next month I'm gonna get COVID because <laughs> <laughs> Rob's not wearing a mask. Fucking Rob. Why? Well, I, I don't. Is it because uh, I'm not wearing a mask or because you're not boosted? Let's be honest. Oh shit! I am boosted. Yeah. I have natural immunity uh, from having had COVID nineteen, and I have uh, more antibodies than the average. Why? Person. Why don't you get the shots, Darren? Why don't you get the shots? Well, first of all, just to be clear to anyone listening to this, I have received one shot of Moderna, uh, mm-hmm. so I am not unvaccinated. When, when was, you, you received it like a million years ago now. So it's, No, October. It's, uh, October okay. 2021. And I was advised by my doctor, do not get the second mm-hmm. shot. You had COVID-19. You have an insane amount of antibodies and protection. Mm-hmm. With the Moderna, you have been even boosted even further. Leave it alone, and we're going to stay monitoring you. I go to the doctor every six weeks or so. He gives me a little antibody test, mm-hmm. and I'm out. And it's, so far, they're the same. So he says it's pointless 
to get a booster. Don't bother. Don't get a second shot. Don't get a boost. If that changes, I have no ideological opposition to getting another shot. I'm not a MAGA. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm following the advice of my accredited medical doctor. And that doctor's name? I'm not giving his name on the air. <laughs> and his address? <laughs> I want to look him up. I'll tell you off the air. I, I was going to make a joke that his, that his name is Dr. Nick. but Oh, okay. No, no, no. He's a very good doctor. He takes good care of me. Okay. Oh, look, yeah. Max says he's had COVID twice now and it was fine. So it's okay. Well, <laughs> people are getting COVID you know, twice now. It was fine. Going back to normal is by far worse by my health because I drink too much. Okay. Is uh, Max the guy that hates the Mongolians or a different? I don't know. No, I can't imagine. Max. Well, this Max's avatar is Ice Cube. I can't imagine that Max would have an Ice Cube avatar. So I'm going to guess it's a different guy. He might have a full album like. Uh, like uh, Ice Cube does, hating on the white people, but he hates Mongolians, so it's all about Mongolians. <laughs> Mongolia's most wanted. Sure. <laughs> Mongolian <laughs> injection. <Amazing. laughs> uh, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I, what, what Max said, I've had COVID twice now, and it was fine. I think that a lot of people's experience is that. It's like less than the flu now. It's so diluted. Like People are just getting it. And it's not as dangerous as it was two years ago because of these strains. Each of these strains so far has been less and less uh, potent, which is a good thing. But I'm taking I'm not taking any chances. I'm going out with my mask when I go when I go into places that are packed, like an opening day Mets game with 46,000 people there. I wear my mask. I don't wear it every single second. I'm outside, you know, if I'm not around. Yeah. Large concentrations of people, I don't wear it. But if I'm going to be in a place that's packed like a sardine can, like a fucking subway train, I wear the mask. Yeah. Okay. Same. One person who wears a mask in everyday life, Gene Simmons. Oh, that's no. surprising. He seems like an he would be an anti-mask. Well, he's he wears the mask he wears is like a human face, just <laughs> lizard face. The mask he wears is that of a moral human being. <laughs> it's falling off. <laughs> it's very hard to keep. By the way, Max in the chat points out he is he is a British lurker and not the ah. same Max, not the California Max who is not a fan of Mongolians from a few years ago. And what ethnicity was the Mongolian hating Max? Do we remember? He's Russian. Was he Russian? Was he born in Russia? I think so. He had a pretty thick accent. Now, is he Russian as in Russian, or is he mm. what Rob was, which was calling himself Russian because he's from a former Soviet state? Well, I, I'm the same way, but uh, I can't remember, honestly. Hmm. Rob, it, you, make, you it makes a difference now. You know, we got to remember. We got to tread lightly. But I want to point out so Gene Simmons, let's get to this. So he's, this tweet of his went viral. He shared a news story of a ficto. Sexual man married a hologram bride, but now struggles to bond. We'll read the story in a second. Because wait, I also... struggles to bond with who? The bride? With Gene Simmons. He doesn't listen to no. Kiss anymore. I'm very upset. <laughs> He's having trouble. Well, we'll read the story, but I want to say, Gene Simmons tweeted his support. Yeah. He's... Do you want to read it, Darren? And the then... only thing he wants to kiss is some uh, fictional punani. <laughs> no, <that's not laughs> right. All right. He, he said. It doesn't matter if you understand this relationship. 
It only matters if this otaku man is happy. <laughs> otaku is a person who is a manga and has to explain. He's got an otaku explain <laughs> to us. Otaku is a person who is manga and a tech fan. Good luck to him. <laughs> there you go. Mazel tov, I would say, if I wasn't tweeting at the moment. He only Goyim. says it's because Goyim that guy people. bought a Kiss wedding band. He's <laughs> a loyal customer. <laughs> so the New York Post article reads... She's not real, but his feelings are. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Very important. Feelings are very important. <laughs> uh, a fictosexual man who had a fictional computer synthesized pop singer four years ago said he's now unable to communicate with his wife, but he's still in love with her. Now, I got a question. I have to break in here. It says a fictosexual man who wed a fictional computer synthesized pop singer. So, so for clarification, so this is a it was created just for him or by him, or is this like an online like a thing that any anyone could be a fan of? Let's see. Is she on uh, the blockchain? Akiko Kondo was dating Hatsune Miku, depicted in pop culture as a 16-year-old with turquoise hair. Oh boy. Oh boy. For a decade before that's okay. They- he waited. He groomed her. See, okay. this is before. They had an unofficial wedding ceremony in 2018. Kondo, one of many who identifies as fictosexual or someone who is sexually attracted to fictional characters. They just have a word for anything now. Mm-hmm. I spent, mean, aren't we all from time to time sexually attracted to fictional yeah. characters? Sure. Spent 2 million yen or about $17,300 on the nuptials. That's actually not that bad. I used to want a bone Shira from uh, He-Man. But I just meant like, you know, Porn actresses aren't always playing themselves. Sometimes right. they're playing fictional characters. But you're still attracted to the actress too. Though. Mm. I mean, she's a real person. Mm. It's not. Well, I would say it's not. There's elements of reality there still, even when you watch a fictional portrayal of a character. This is just a cartoon character. I mean, come on. So, so uh, yeah, now I, married for on. four years. Uh, Kondo said his relationship has hit a roadblock. He can no longer speak with Miku oh, no. due to a technological hurdle. What? While Kondo acknowledges his relationship might be odd, he understands Miku isn't a real person. It doesn't change his feelings for her. Since falling in love, Kondo was able to interact with Miku for the first time in 2017 thanks to a Gatebox, a $1,300 machine uh. that allowed device owners to interact with characters via holograms and even unofficially marry them. This story is just getting weirder and weirder. I what a great... What, ge- now- what genius invented that machine? Jesus Christ. This guy's now- uncle? <laughs> I wish I thought of that. But now his four-year marriage took a turn where support for Gatebox was eliminated. Meaning, I guess the the app wasn't that successful. Uh, Software was eliminated, meaning Kondo could no longer speak with his wife, Miku. Kondo insists he hasn't lessened his feelings. My love for her hasn't changed, which noted he now carried around a life-size version of Miku. Wait, that's life-size? That's tiny. So he really is like into this. This is the life-size. But no, that looks like... This is another animated. Toy. Yeah, that's no. This is real. That's uh, mm, all right. If you say looks so, that real. looks like him photoshopped next to a cartoon. Yeah, that hair doesn't look real, but all right, maybe. <laughs> Either way, my tragic. love for Miku hasn't changed. He told uh, Manchi, Manchi, which noted that he now carried around a life-size version of Miku. I held the wedding ceremony because I thought I could be with her forever. Mm-hmm. Kondo is far from the only person in the re- in the world 
in a relationship with a character. Thousands of fictosexual people in Japan have become similar unofficial relationships. I can relate. I was in a relationship, a uh, business relationship with Ace Freely, and he's very, very fictional. <laughs> or at least well, that's what he he you claim when he asks for royalty checks. Oh, I wish he was fictional. <laughs> <laughs> While well, some relationships You're a cartoon are... character, you don't have a bank account, Ace. Get out of here. And he bought he bought it. He totally bought it for a few weeks. Then <laughs> someone fucking told him. I was very he, he gaslit Ace freely into thinking he was a cartoon character. <laughs> Had him going. <laughs> While some relationships are just for kicks, Condos to him is very real. For a long time, he said he knew a human partner just wasn't for him due to his intense attraction to characters like Miku, a popular figure in anime and Japanese culture. Created as a synthesized voice using Yamaha's Vocaloid technology, Miku entered mainstream media as a human but fictionalized character in manga, animated anime series, and video games. Eventually, she became prominent enough to tour with the likes of Lady Gaga on her 2014 Art Pop Ball Tour. Jesus. Mm -hmm. uh, but Miku isn't just famous. She also helped Kondo with his depression. Kondo first became familiar with Miku in 2008 after bullying at work caused him to become depressed. Oh. Jeez, I wonder why he was bullied. Uh, <laughs> well, he was fucking the fucking disk drives. Sound like he was bullied before he was into all this shit. Maybe this is because he was bullied. Hmm. despite finding it difficult to accept his feelings at first he knew humans weren't right for him after being met with rejection by others oh so a nice guy right for humans yeah. i stayed in my room 24 hours a day and watched videos of miku the whole time hmm. in 2017 his relationship blossomed with miku thanks to gatebox the machine gave kondo the chance to promote propose <laughs> to miku and he invited his family and co-workers to the ceremony but none of them came oh no 39 people did attend, including strangers and online friends, some of whom were also fictosexual. This is so sad. So this is the, the box, the, the hologram that he can talk to her with. Mm. There are two reasons why I had a wedding publicly, he told BBC at the time. The first is to prove my love to Miku. The second yeah. one is that there are many young otaku people like me falling in love with anime characters. I want to show the world I support them. Oh. This is so sad. He's the Rosa Parks of otaku. I want it. This is like, uh, oh my God, there's so much here. Yeah. <laughs> like otaku is a word that kind of morphed, right? Like that was basically the like nerd. It was like a nerd here. Nerd is cool now. Like it's okay to say you're an otaku. Well, if Gene Simmons is cool with it, I am very cool with it. I am an otaku. I don't know if I told you this, but uh, I tried to introduce uh, Peter Chris to Yu Yu Hakusho. It did not go well. Uh, I was very disappointed. They <laughs> don't have much anime in Israel, unfortunately, <laughs> where I am from, my my origins. I had to discover it later in life when I hit 50. I got very into Gundam Wing. <laughs> it's hilarious, even though I don't know any of these anime references. <laughs> doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. That actually makes it funnier to me because you're just <laughs> saying nonsense words. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, what do you think of this guy? Would you smash? No. No, he's a nerd. Is it Rob how he carries man. himself or actually his it, yeah. face? Rob likes manly men. I, that's not, I mean, I don't mind an effeminate man, but... Uh, oh, I didn't mean femme or, or... I just meant he's like a, a schlub. A beta? He didn't take care of himself. He's a little too beta, yeah. A little too beta for me. Do you think in this um, picture he's covering up a boner? 
Maybe. <laughs> well, how could he not have a boner? Look at that beautiful woman standing <laughs> yeah. next to him. So there's this BBC long read that the Post article uh, links to. Oh, boy. And uh, one of the lines is, I've never felt attracted to a real wo woman. I've never felt attracted to real women, he says. Why not, I ask. He responds, because I'm not popular among women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not a reason. Fire me, I quit. Yeah, that's like you could still be attracted to them even if they have yeah. no no interest in you. I mean, like, he's telling himself whatever he has to tell himself. It's a very it's a weird existence. I hope they reinstate oh, that technology this. for this poor bastard. In school, he was bullied for being an otaku, and bullying followed him into the world of work. He was working as an administrator in a primary school about 12 years ago when he was picked upon incessantly by two women. One was close to his age. One was a lot older. Mm -hmm. When he greeted them in the morning, they would ignore him. They would stand in the kitchen where he could hear them and call him names. And if he made a small mistake, they would shout at him, sometimes in front of young students, which he found humiliating. The bullying got so intolerant, I'm sorry, intolerable, that he left work. Could I say... That maybe a guy whose ideal woman is a 16-year-old girl shouldn't be working at a school to begin with? Now, that's a question I was wondering. Like, is a peep, do people like this? Like, it, first, first question, we can all agree this whole thing is creepy, whether that's a 34-year-old anime character or a 16-year-old. The whole thing is creepy. Is there anything extra creepy that she's 16? Because it's yes, not a real me, person. Yes. Like well, my well, that's maybe not the best way to put it. What I would say is, do we automatically believe this man is attracted to human sixteen-year-olds, and is that a big no. deal if it's only a cartoon character? I see what you're saying. Uh, I don't think it's the six. It's weird, but it's the it's not like there's way more weird shit happening to concentrate on the sixteen-year-old thing. Yeah, let, yeah. I, I'm gonna go ahead and assume he's actually attracted to children. But if this is the way he lets that out into the world, then it's the safest way possible. So more power to him. I just but it's so creepy. I go back and forth on that because I don't know. Sometimes I think that I agree with what you said, Sid. And other times I'm like, well, what if this is just like square one on the Candyland board or something? You know what I mean? Like maybe he starts stalking a high school next because he's in. That's not enough anymore. You know, well, like he 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 he's done with the with watching it on television and now. He's got to go to get a van or something. I mean, yeah, like if he can, if 10 years later, he's still not able to communicate with her. Eventually, he's going to yeah. stray. I have where does he stray? Gene Simmons of Kiss here. I am on alert with a kiss coffin when he decides to off himself. Is there like an OnlyFans for cartoons that he could subscribe <laughs> to or like a some kind yeah, of cam girl site where it's just cartoons? Hold on. Stop the show. I want to take a note here. Uh only fan for cartoons. Just writing something down. Here. Rob, that could be your next venture. I want to point out. So in this long read, he claims he was hikikomori, oh. which is a well-known phenomenon in Japan and South Korea where young people, mostly men, become hermits in their own parental homes. He said he locked himself in his home for two years, refusing to go outside or even speak to their families. There are estimated to be about one million of these men, and they can go on for many years. What is going on with men in these Asian countries where Calm down, they're, they're devoid? They need of, to tan uh, their balls, clearly. That's that's what's missing. Yeah. Gene, Gene Simmons of Kiss here just wanted to say I'm a big fan of Hikikomori, uh, but season four was a little lackluster. Not <laughs> it's definitely taken a downturn with the new writer. 
Let's jump the shark. It just sounds Clearly. to me like this guy is perennially, perennially, perennially. Am I saying per- that? Perennially, perennially, perennially. Thank you. Depressed. Perennially, maybe you meant. Uh, and that, like, that really needs to be dealt with. I don't know. And maybe not the best thing for Gene Simmons of Kiss to be encouraging this thing. Well, do you think mind your business. cares what Gene Simmons thinks of him? He doesn't know who Gene's like, whatever. I, it's positive, so great. But I don't think he's living and dying with Gene Simmons' opinion. Okay, we heard of Gene Simmons. I guess ultimately, though, he's not harming anyone, and this does make him happy. <laughs> There's worse yeah. fetishes. Tell me, what are the worst ones, Rob? List them. Ones that harm other people. All right. Uh, That's it. (laughs) You know, I I, I think, um, I don't know. It's it's weird, but it's a very repressed culture. Like, if you've ever seen their porn, like, they have to blur out the penises Mm -hmm. and any penetration uh, digitally. They can't can't show it. Um, And it's just, I don't know. I feel like that... You know, we have plenty of weird sexual fetishes here, but I just think. Is it possible that his first sexual attraction was to that digital blur Mm -hmm. and that now he's just into a fully digital person like out of that Mm. initial attraction for the blurring? So he he dated the blur for a while and they broke up and then he went after. Gotcha. Should have stayed with the dress. Stayed with the blur, but I support you. I support you. This is, yeah, this is all. I mean, yeah, that's rough. I will meditate on this and and read from the Talmud, the Talmudic <laughs> scriptures tonight, as I pray for you, young man. I pray that you one day meet a a real life fuck doll that you can you can take to bed. I have to like I see this and I just wonder like what is Gene's angle? Because it seems like he's not just chiming in on issues unless there's something he can gain from it. Honestly, I thought I just thought he was like he spends like ten minutes a day looking at Twitter. Saw that, thought he had to make a statement, and he would sound like a wise, <laughs> sagacious, like you know. I think his angle is he can sound smart and caring, mm. and and also at the same time look like he's he knows what young people today are going through when he doesn't do they have like a japanese tour planned he's just oh, trying to get that's Rob. a good point i there's i just feels to me like there's got to be some kind of kiss branding behind this that he's just like warming up to or he's got a kink that's even darker than this <laughs> and he just wants to come out supporting all kinks so when his is revealed People you think the kid? You think the members of Kiss are going to run a train on a hologram now? Because I think it's like, <laughs> oh my God. while while they're playing, imagine... they're playing Strutter and just banging some fucking hologram girl. I mean, that's honestly that's better than them doing it to a poor groupie. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at the replies, and there's this one photo. Like one guy's like, "Hell yeah, brother!" He posts his photo. For a second, I thought this was Gene Simmons. <laughs> it's not. It's just some fucking Asian guy in his tiny studio apartment. With his real doll on her on the bed, and then like some of her wigs, oh, some other doll, it's three just, mannequin heads. What a scene! <sighs> got some wet wipes on the floor there. Those probably come oh, in handy. Crucial. Yeah. You don't want to get an infection. Oh, all right, Rob. Now it's just these are. I'm just in the replies here. I'm just in the replies. Yeah. If, if it's allowed on Twitter, it's it's. I, I don't know. NSFW hasn't been removed yet, at least. 
All right. Oh well, dear. That's, that's a very that's seems like a very popular uh, popular character. A lot of people are responding positively to this. Mm-hmm. Well, this his tweet went viral. Him. So how do other people who are in love with this same kid? Do they like see the guy get married yeah. her and get mad, or is it like no? Priest? They marry her too. It's a different one. So they can all marry her. Yeah. Christ, I don't know how this what works. A, what a whore. Yeah, terrible. What an animated whore she is. Terrible person. Don't hologram shame her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's mid anyway. <laughs> You've had better holograms? I mean, you know, it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> I dabbled. Um, Darren, you said you, you ran into a preacher recently. Okay? Oh, yeah. I was on the subway, They're just minding my business, and this guy who he looked like he just came from like a King's X concert or something, <laughs> like he was just st- stuck in the nineties, and okay. he was listening to some. First, he was listening to some. Uh, it relates to my pick today for our playlist because I think he was listening to Mud Honey. Oh. And which I picked, uh, which we'll discuss later. But then I'm like, all right, he's blasting music on the tram. Not even though I, if I like the band, I don't really want to hear it. You know, it's not my choice. But then it suddenly shifts to uh, some preacher, like so, like a guy talking on his speakers. It wasn't him doing it. He was just playing his phone connected to very good quality speakers. And he stands up and he starts holding the speakers. Oh up. God! And it's like you know. Uh, Jesus wants this and Jesus that and like it went on for like a good five minutes and then in the middle of all of that you suddenly start to hear ads which I thought was hilarious so it was like it was just like um, God loves you God is love Uh, God doesn't want you to be in a relationship if you're uh, not happy in it God will put obstacles in you that will prevent love and then it's like if you really love your family good tyson foods is the chicken for you and he just looks he just looked at his phone like he was so fucking angry he was so pissed off he was like i can't believe they're interrupting my sermon and it just kept happening it was hilarious. just watching his face just become crestfallen so he didn't say anything himself he just was playing did not say audio. a peep he didn't say a word but he was nodding along when the wise words of jesus were coming out of the speaker he was like Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Tyson Foods, you know, and all that stuff. It's like that's yeah. fucking strange. Yeah. I, Did he people... want money? Did he come around with like a hat afterwards? And he just was sharing the word, and that's it. No, in fact, he missed the stop almost. Like he, he realized <laughs> he, the, he raced off the train and just made it through the door because he was so into Jesus. I guess I see a lot more Jesus stuff on the train now lately. Like people set up camp in the, so this has always happened to be clear, but I think it's increasing. I think more and more people are doing like proselytizing on the train. Cause yeah. I, if like in, in the larger train stations that have more place to roam and connecting trains and all that, mm-hmm. like in those vestibules, there's always somebody set up with like a Jehovah's witness stand or something. Oh yeah. Handing out pamphlets and, they explain mm-hmm. why the number one thing I hear them saying is, did you know the Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe in hell? Like they think they're so clever because they've, oh, cool. they've defeated the one thing that people have an objection to. Yeah. Like, like, like Christians believe in hell. And you're going to be tortured. Well, they solved that. They don't think hell exists. 
It's like oh. there's quite a lot of other things that are wrong with it, but no. that's good that you don't believe God will infinitely punish people for jerking off. That's nice. You just, you just reply, yeah, neither do I. Cool. See you. you keep walking. We've, we yeah, found some mutual yeah. agreement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I will say I will say one thing. Uh of all the shitty religions that are prominent in the United States, I would say Jehovah's Witnesses to me are the least shitty uh, and the most logically consistent. They're still shitty. They still believe in a lot of shitty things, but they're less shitty than all the other all the other ones. Why why do you say that? They don't believe in hell is one. Uh, and they don't believe in um like they don't do gratuitous like display. They're not allowed to. They're allowed to proselytize and all that, but they respect. They're supposed to like respect atheists, and they're supposed to respect people of other religions. Whereas other religions emphasize like being hostile almost to other religions or declaring that they're wrong and all that. So I think other than they do proselytize, which is annoying. I think that's shitty. But then again, if you believe something. You want to tell people if you think it's the most important thing in the world. Like, I feel like all of us do that to some extent. Like, we believe something, we tell others about it. Yeah. So, Rob started the show doing that about fucking IPAs. Exactly. So, and delicious, me about IPAs. delicious fruity mango beers that don't taste like beer. <laughs> Grapefruit. Yeah, no. Pass. It's good. Mango, I would get into. Yeah. I don't have mango like... beers. So I had a mango beer. I don't even really like grapefruit juice, like a real grapefruit juice. Mm, I do. Yeah. Sometimes I force myself to drink it. Like I feel like it invigorates me and I feel the vitamin C going right through me when I drink it in a way that I don't when I drink orange juice. So mm. I kind of like that if I want to wake up, but it doesn't taste good. No. It tastes bearable. Like beer. Well, bearable. <laughs> Uh, Sharon Osbourne's back in the news. Oh no, we have to hear her voice now. That's the problem with that. Do we? Uh, oh, I guess Rob we... doing it. Yeah. Oh, that that that's delightful. That's like uh, grapefruit juice to me. I just have to turn my headphones down a little. <laughs> Please get ready. Uh, good warning. But I want to. I, I give credit to Blabbermouth here. What a great photo uh, and headline. Sharon Osbourne says she looked like fucking Cyclops. <laughs> After horrendous facelift, you take away one of her eyes. Does she mean the X Men Cyclops or like the <laughs> mythological figure of Cyclops? Yeah, that's a good question. Because I can I see, think, uh, like Cyclops, the the Marvel Cyclops has that that glasses thing. Yeah, but the, she does she saying they took an eye out? Like yeah. what? What does that mean? She told the Sunday Times, oh, I, I had a full facelift done in October, and I looked like one of those fucking mummies they wrap with bandages. It hurt like hell. You have no idea. I'm telling you, it was horrendous. I have some idea. Like, my ears are hurting probably the way her face hurt. I'm like, you've got to be fucking joking. One eye was different to the other. I look like a fucking cyclops. Yeah, that's not what a cyclops is. <laughs> they have one eye. They don't. Yeah, have cyclops would kill like, to have two different eyes. I'm like, all I need is a hunchback. Now she's Quasimodo. What's going yeah. on? I think she just doesn't know what a cyclops is. Yeah. Ozzymodo, is that a thing? Ozzy, being the brave uh, uh, husband that he is, says, I don't care how much it costs. We'll get it redone. Yeah, because I don't want to look at that. 
Yeah, I don't want to look at Cyclops with a hunchback all day. Yeah, he's not supportive. He just is for his own selfish <laughs> goals. But he can't Thankfully, see it. She probably looks Sharon's like Kathy head. Ireland to him. Yeah. Sharon <laughs> says her face is settling now. So here, here's what here's a, ah! Whoa. a photo of it of her today. All right. That's and nice. it's I mean she's got sort of like that Joker effect yeah. where it looks like her face was cut in half at the yeah. like the jawline. What in the hell I got these scars? <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun if then she was the villain in the next Batman movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're doing three of these Robert Pattinson ones. Yeah, so the third one, she could be the Joker. That's a pretty progressive take on the Joker. We've never had a female Joker, have we? Fine with me. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a whole profile on her, but mm-hmm. I think the photo does. I guess the I'm always like I think she looked fine before. I I never understood why she had to get because she didn't think so it, much. Rob, and it just matters what she thinks. She's vain. She's all, she's contorting herself so much. She's almost going to be a fictional character soon, and she can marry <laughs> that dude now. <laughs> Is that why Gene Simmons did it? Is he secretly pining away for Sharon Osbourne? I've always had a thing for Sharon. <laughs> Just waiting for Ozzy to croak so he could step in. We were on tour together in 1981. <laughs> <laughs> At a moment's glance, but that was all. Sadly, she, she's Jewish too. So yes, maybe they bond over. It would be a, a union blessed by Hashem. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Isn't Ozzy dying or something? Rob doesn't he have like COVID? I mean, he, he did get COVID again. If he's not dying, he, he's dying anyway. <laughs> There's nothing specific, but he can't be far. Yeah, off. fair. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think he'll be fine. Oh, well, that, oh, Doctor Robert Pasvani thinks Ozzy will be fine be remotely. Fine. Not like there's a live cast kiss of death or anything. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, we just released our new Patreon episode where we watch a couple episodes of uh, Judge Steve Harvey. Wait, hold on. Before before we get that, there's actually video of her. Oh, boy. Ozzy. Okay, I do want to say now that I see video, the surgery seems brutal. Like her upper lip isn't even moving. Yeah, she looks terrible. it, It was like the middle of the night, our time. But um, I spoke to him, and he's okay. You must be so worried about him. I am very worried about Ozzy right now. Um, we've gone two years without him catching COVID, and it's just Ozzy's luck. He would get it now. His luck? He's like a multi-millionaire international superstar. I think he's got pretty good luck. Um, yeah. So far, hold so him good. and kiss him, but with about three masks on, I think. That was his oh, suggestion. My family's my life. <laughs> put, put a mask around your forehead, forehead too. Can still see some of you. I can't believe my luck. But um, actually, could you just tell the hairdresser how much I'm you want to kiss me that she'll come in and translate? In there three days. Can you put a mask around your whole I can't body? Believe it. Three days, and I'm I'm missing the show. But um, I will be back. I will. I know I will. It'll take me a week. To get my old man back on his feet again, and I will be back in a week. Well, that's nice of her. This is not her usual bravado. She's like in a tender moment here. Unfortunately, um, it's he was diagnosed in the middle of the night. They're all sleeping, so I haven't spoken to them yet. But they'll rally round. They'll be with him. So she talks to the media before talking to her children? This is all very strange. 
I don't know, Sharon. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Sid, you were talking about our Patreon. Go ahead. Yeah, so there was a, another a, another non wrestler case was with a mother and daughter, and the mother actually looked younger than the daughter. So one of us pointed it, like compared it to the Judds, and this was recorded mere days before Naomi Judd died this weekend. So the live cast curse, even when we don't release it right away, it's still that strong that it will kill a country legend. <laughs> right where she stands that's right you can subscribe to our patreon at patreon.com slash r.i.p a live cast five bucks a month gets you two bonus episodes and a bunch of fun extra content like a tv column a tv recommendation column from sid other yeah. fun stuff like sid mentioned we just posted a new episode we watched a few more cases of judge steve harvey and uh yeah, we had Scott Steiner on. There was Kevin Sullivan, J.J. Dillon. And we have a lot of really fun episodes in the archives. There's a whole other Judge Steve Harvey episode. We have an episode uh, where we watch uh, tons of stuff. We watch Tag Team, a show with Jesse Ventura and Ronnie Piper. We have, uh, what are some other watch-alongs that we did? We did the Danzig Santa movie. With muscles. Santa with Muscles. There's the Motley Crue movie. The, the, the first two decline of Western civilization. Lots of fun stuff in there. So check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash RIP cast. And yeah. Uh, yeah, the new episode up today is Judge Steve Harvey. More Judge Steve Harvey. And my favorites are the, the live cast uh, meme hall of fame. We mm-hmm. go through some of our favorite jokes and characters and memes of years past and like really deep dive and reevaluate what the hell we were thinking or what the hell they were thinking and so definitely check that out and if any, anybody's got suggestions for new memes we should cover that we haven't covered yet we're all ears rob what's our yeah, email we address know, we want to know who you want us to induct into the next livecast meme hall of fame our email address is rip livecast at gmail.com send us any feedback you want on there and actually we have uh we do have some looks like somebody sent some drops but we're gonna need them to be i want to go through them first before playing them on the air what are you scared of rob you're gonna get yourself canceled yes uh also i can't play it like the way we have it set up now darren has to play the drops i can't play them it's weird um but we don't need to talk about that on the air but thank you to dan for sending some drops let's see what else we got in here uh we got uh can one uh rob in the uk asks can one refer to oneself as a mensch or can you only describe other people as such i don't see why darren you're muted I don't see why you can't refer to yourself that way. Yeah, it's just a descriptor. That's all. Yeah. Mensch is literally means man in Yiddish, but also just like it's a gentleman, like a good quality person. Yeah. That's how people use it. I guess it, it's it's more believable when someone says it about someone else. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, it would be sort of conceited to say it, but yeah. it would not it's be like right. saying I'm cool. Like you, you want someone else to say you're cool. Well, you know what? In a way, you could I could see it being used in the context of like you know if uh, 
maybe you're on a first date or something and the woman says, eh, you're not going to try anything, right? It's like, don't worry, I'll be a match. You know, that's that means you'll be honorable, yeah. you'll have a nice or, date. Or you're or annoyed with somebody for taking advantage of you. Like, here I am being a mensch, giving him a ride. He can't even say thank you. Exactly. Yeah, many ways you could use it yeah. on yourself. Uh, he also has a question here. He says, the only two podcasts I listen to are you guys and Adam Carolla. Oh, dear. I mean, it's good to have variety, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, inter it's interesting to hear different takes on your country and all the political craziness. Again, Rob is from England. Uh, Adam Carolla seems to genuinely not be a racist piece of shit. Mm -hmm. Does he? <laughs> I don't know why he gets so much hate. What's your take on him? Can I give my take? I really oh. like him, but I'm afraid. Oh, what's your take on him? He's asking, do you, do we secretly like him, but are afraid to admit it in public in case we get canceled? No. Or do we genuinely not think he's funny? Yeah. I think he, I'm, I'm probably going to be in the minority on this. I think he's, I think he's a funny guy. I think he has a lot of stupid shit opinions, which I disagree with. And I think he's drifted right wing very far. I never thought he was unfunny. I think he's, he's not Bill Maher, you know, and <laughs> yeah, he's not, Steve, he's not Steven Crowder. I think he's a f genuinely funny guy, but he's, I just, I can't listen because he's just too far out on like too many things. And I just want to yell at the, at the device that I'm listening to him on. I do think he's funny. I, I don't know if you two guys do. I do. When Never. when was the last thing you saw that you thought was funny? I haven't laughed at something he said in like twenty years. Well, I've listened. Sometimes I put something on in the background because someone linked to a clip of his, and then I just let it play. And it's like mm -hmm. long, you know, it's long, so I just let it play. And I'm doing something else, like playing poker online. And I'll listen, and there's like you know, in in maybe like a half an hour worth of clip, there's like four or five things he says that I think are genuinely funny, but. It's more rage than than funny. It's not worth the ratio isn't yeah. worth it. I honestly, to be fair, I can't give an honest opinion on if he's funny or not because I haven't listened to him in quite a while. Because anything I see that he puts out just gets a huge eye roll from me because it's something like uh, triggered or uh, oh canceled or like some buzzword and and like I don't know. And he said a lot of dumb shit over the years about how like women aren't funny and yeah, like it's like oh, of all people, you're the judge. Adam. Yeah, like when was the last time you did something funny? So I don't really like him. I don't like that he's going for this reactionary thing, and he's like talking about how uh, I'm sure he's talking about how like the left are snowflakes, but it seems like he's the one that's overly sensitive. Yeah. Uh, so I personally, not a fan. I'm stunned that somebody can listen to us and listen to adam carolla and, don't say that people have different opinions on things you know they might not agree no. with everything we say but think we're funny you know certainly uh i'm, I'm, I'm just it's it's a it, it takes me aback but i'm not saying he shouldn't listen to him if it if you enjoy the different viewpoints and to your point darren i would say he is just as unfunny as bill maher he's right neck and neck with that's bill fair maher. In terms of terrible hack comedy. Well, I I respect the comedy opinions of the two of you more than anyone I know. So if I, when we differ, it's very rare. And I'm also not saying Adam Carolla is like fucking Norm McDonald or something. Like I I don't think he's the most hilarious comedian. I just don't think I don't think he's the pits. I think he has some. I think it's something there. He's not like he's a halfway mm -hmm. decent comedian. But I also think he he says too many what like what Rob said. He's trying to manufacture outrage i mm -hmm. think and i also think he's got a lot of very trite 
and very frankly, very stupid, like useless opinions. So I do not like him. He always sounded like he was doing a bad Norm Macdonald impression to me. So I've sort of resented him even before there was like a political aspect to him because mm-hmm. it just seemed like he was stealing somebody else's act. Right. But uh, yeah, the thing him and Bill Maher have in common is that if you don't laugh at their jokes, <laughs> they will never acknowledge that maybe the joke wasn't funny. It's just that you're too sensitive or you are trying to hold back their political speech or whatever the fuck. That's it's a never point. it's never them. It's always you. That's a good point. I think uh, they think the people like that, not just the two of them, but people like that. They think they sit on a perch mm-hmm. and they understand comedy better than anybody. They're and the truth tellers and we're, we can't handle it. Right. Or even when it's not something political, even if it's just a joke that bomb, they think yeah. they know comedy so hard and like you don't know shit if you uh-huh. if you think it wasn't funny. So I, yeah. I really don't like that. I think that's just like a bitch move. Like I think he's a very sensitive person and he doesn't really have the uh, wherewithal to, to take abuse from the audience, I, that, which is why a podcast is perfect for me because you n- never have to read any feedback unless you seek it out. All right. Well, uh, so there we have it. Let's talk about our uh, music picks. Mm. Every week, each of us pick a song and we throw it up in a playlist that we like to call the RAP Livecast Music Break. You can find it on Spotify. Just search RAP Livecast Music Break. Uh, and uh, this week I picked The Sword, the S word. Like I said, I saw them on Saturday with Clutch. They were both excellent. Very much enjoyed the riffage. I was plenty stoned. It was nice. And uh, I liked it. And so this is my favorite song with them. It's a little basic bitch. It's probably their most famous song. But it's the best riff. I really enjoy the riff. And there's a reason it's their most famous song. So I picked Freya. Uh, Darren, what did you pick? Well, I was talking about that that incident I had where the gentleman was playing Mud Honey right before becoming a preacher, proselytizing on the train. So I went and started listening to some Mud Honey. It was in my mind. I really like Mud Honey. So I've been in person one time mm. and uh, years ago. And the song is called Hate the Police. And it's just, uh, I, I just, I don't know. It's like, it's weird. It's like, I, I they don't really kind of fit the profile of something I really like, but I just really like them for some reason. Just that whole sound. That Is this two weeks in a row that you've picked like a grunge type band? Was Soundgarden last week or was that two weeks? Oh, ago? it was last week. No. What, what yeah, it was we, last we week. off one week. I don't remember if that was the one. Soundgarden was last week. Earache My Eye. Yeah, that was when they covered a Cheeshan Chong song. Some nice little grunge run you're on. I should keep it going. Yeah. I support that. Week. And uh, what I picked was a song by a new band, newish band called Beach Rats. And it features, it's like a sort of like a punk rock super group. It's got members of Lifetime and the Bouncing Souls and Brian Baker, who was in Minor Threat and Bad Religion, and who seems like he's just down to be in any band that's offered to him. Um, and it's good. Like they, I think they released a couple of other one-off singles a, few, a little while back, and they were like, yeah, but this song is like a really good hardcore punk song. Like if you like lifetime kid dynamite those kind of bands this is along that vibe maybe a little bit poppier than that but still pretty good and heavy and fast it's only a minute and a half long get in get out good stuff all right and i also before we go want to talk about our top live cast fans of the week every week we give a shout out 
to the folks. Throw us a little extra bone in our Patreon for 10 bucks a month. You get everything uh, you get access to in the $5 a month tier. Plus a little shout out at the end of the show. How are we doing this, folks? Sharon? Sad Sharon? Yeah, the sad Sharon. You got to do it. Oh. Yeah, like that. Oh, I just want to give a shout out to Eric. We learned about this last night, and Benjamin, I haven't had a chance to talk to El Dudorino and tell him that Dan R. and Sam I am do not have coronavirus. But Mindy Mays Kipper got infected by gender, and she soon she says, I just want them to talk to Ozzy. Ozzy! And cattle decaf and Rob of Vampiro, you two stay away from Ozzy. You sound like you might infect him. And Hugo, he likes tacos, but Ozzy shouldn't be having tacos. It's bad for his cholesterol. And Lando Danks, you give him a little bit of LaCroix. But then he'll hang out with Corey and Scotty H, who are nice young gentlemen. And Doug Pigman! Doug Pigman! He can't have pig! It's too much cholesterol for Ozzy! Douglas, how are you? Levison! I just have one thing left to say. Hey, guys! <laughs> it's Josh. I'm done. I'm done, Ozzy! I like the way that built yeah, crescendo. Right. She started getting nice mad program. again. She started being sad, Sharon, and then she got mad again. <laughs> and then she became mad, That's Sharon. show. We'll be back at our regular time Saturday at noon next week. Hope you can tune in. You only have to wait six days this time. RIP stands for Robin Jested Pieces of Seafood. Ooh. Rips. Rips. Okay. I like it's Rips this week. Repos. <laughs> That's our show, folks. See you on Saturday. Love you. Bye. <laughs>